So I was like, all right, I'm just going to put it on my Twitter and then put a link to my blog, which you can email me if you're interested. Through the end of it, I think it was 200 to 250 emails about it. And at that point, I was like, all right, that's clearly validated. And then I just emailed each person back and I just sent them like a personal note, asked them about their business and then let them know that it's ready for pre-order. Over the course of two weeks, it sold like 10 to 20,000. And that was only from responding to emails and tweeting about the process of creating a course. I didn't do any sort of anything else other than that. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bytes, the podcast where I bring you stories of fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. In this episode, Pat Walls, founder of Start Story, is sharing how he made 20k in pre-sales on his new SEO course in just two weeks. Before we get into the episode, I'm continuing to thank the sponsor of the podcast from the very beginning, Weekend Club. I do try to think of something different to say about this community every time I run the sponsor slot, but it keeps coming back to the same message because it is genuinely the best community I've been a part of and it helps me stay accountable and keep shipping my projects. On Saturday, we have deep work sessions where I can make some real progress on my projects. If you want to be a part of this lovely community, head to weekendclub.co and enter IndieBytes as your code for a nice discount. Let's get into the episode. Pat. 20k in under four weeks since you put that initial tweet out and of course shot and released in over a week. How do you do it? I will start by saying that I've never thought about monetizing my audience really too much. Like I've always, since Starter Story is its kind of own thing, I've always tried to keep it its own business and not use my own name to sell the business. But with my own Twitter audience, I've always tried to share the more behind the scenes. The reason why I decided to do it as a course is that I'm just wrote on Twitter about if anyone's interested in this SEO strategy and because it's really just a very specific framework that I use that I think other businesses would find valuable, but it's quite comprehensive or it's quite detailed how it works. So it wouldn't really fit in a blog post and it would require a lot of work to, to put the course together, which is what I've been working on. So I wanted to make sure that I would do it in a way that was really helpful for businesses. And I think that taking pre-sales and making it into a course would incentivize me to do that because Starter Story is doing well and there's more things that I could work on. But I wanted to see if I could maybe just take a break from that stuff and work on something new in a course. And So how do you feel now you've made the, the 20 grand in pre-sales and you've got this course that you've made that people are actively, actively using now? It's cool, man. It was really hectic towards the end because I, I did set such a aggressive deadline to get it done. That's what I wanted to do because, you know, it's coming up to the holidays and business is a little bit slow and I wanted to get it done before, I guess a couple of weeks before Christmas, just people are not in business mode and it'd be harder to sell something. Pushed a pretty hard deadline on it and it made me work really crazy hours for a few days, but it's nice to be over. So you, you launched this course because of building Start Story up to 500,000 monthly visitors, which is insane. Tell me a little bit more about Start Story and, and why you started it. Yeah, I had a full-time job about three years ago and I had failed at a few startups and uh, my co-founder, or I didn't have anyone who wanted to start a business with me anymore. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I have to start something on my own and I don't really know what I'm going to do. So I just said, all right, well, I'll just start interviewing entrepreneurs. And actually, Indie Hackers is a really big inspiration because they were interviewing people and sharing the stories online and sharing revenue numbers and very a lot of transparency. So I was like, hey, I can take this idea and bring it to a different niche, which is more e-commerce and more less of the kind of hacker thing going on. 
So I just started interviewing people and talking to people and sharing the interviews on the site. And then it really just started taking off. And eventually I was able to quit my uh, full-time job and go full-time on that. And I've been working on that since the last two years. How, how did you start getting people initially to the site? A lot of it was Reddit, actually. And I don't really do it anymore. But we would go and, and take the stories and put them into a Reddit-friendly format. And they would get hugely upvoted. And it would drive people to the site and to the email list. And that was one of the big growth in the beginning. Didn't you, At some point, didn't you completely automate the publishing to Reddit? Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the, kind of the SEO course I talk about a little bit is automation because I'm a one person business. We have a few, few people working now. And I personally love automation and building process and systems and that sort of thing. Back when we were posting on Reddit, I found a way to convert the articles into a Reddit friendly markdown text format and then use the Reddit API to post them. And I, I was doing that for a while, but eventually the Reddit uh, community turned on me for not the reasons that I was automating it, but that's another story I won't go into. Go, give me the 30 second wide of Reddit. Yeah, me. there's this kind of issue with self-promotion. Whenever you promote something on anywhere, some people will get mad. They get mad that you're making money in some way on this, even if you're sharing something completely free. So they were thinking that I was like a shill for these businesses. So I'd say, hey, here's a story of how blah, blah, blah makes this money and, and all this. And there are always good stories and, and good content. But some people would get almost, I think, like almost jealous or mad or say, this shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't be able to just interview someone and share this on the forum because you're making money on your website in other ways. And then it just got to a point where I just said, all right, it's time to move on from Reddit and... Yeah. Oh, I'm always scared of posting things to Reddit for yeah. that exact reason. I, I just, similar with Hacker News, I'm just scared of yeah. uh, the, the, the Reddit mob coming after It's a me similar and... thing, yeah. it's The issue is that Reddit users are anonymous, so yeah. they don't have any name or face associated with uh, their account, so they can say whatever they want, and no one would ever know who they are. So it causes some negativity, I think. How were you earning money from, how, how were you able to go full-time on Start Story? Were you selling ads or? At first it was sponsors, this email marketing tool called Clavio, amazing tool. They've sponsored mm -hmm. us for almost three years now. They were able to help me take it full-time because they were very generous with their sponsorship. We monetize now with memberships, uh, mm -hmm. subscriptions, and as well as sponsorships or ads. So you've got a ton of stories on there now. How, how many have you got on there? Over 2,000 now. <laughs> Over 2,000. Yeah. What's the most insane one you've seen off the top of your head? My favorite ones, there's so many, but I'll give you two. One of them is really funny. This guy said, like, you can send your friend chocolate penises. <laughs> so it's like, a, it's like a prank site. And uh, you can send them like a giant chocolate penis made of chocolate to your friend and, and uh, troll them. And he was making like $25,000 a month on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. But also there's one that for valuable, more valuable advice is if you look at Brewmate, starter story, Brewmate, B-R-U-M-A-T-E, this guy who's, I think he's maybe 23 or 24, he built like a hundred million dollar drinkware brand. So like those little koozies that you put beers in mm. or, you know, wine coolers, like a Yeti, he built a Yeti type of company and yeah. he built it to a hundred million dollars a year by himself pretty much. And it just, it's amazing. That's cool. I, I still like the chocolate penis. <laughs> I, I, I would put that under the insane bracket. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you built Star Story, amazing. I love reading it. You stopped using Reddit because of the Reddit mob, but you launched this SEO course, but you've done it in a really cool way. And I've enjoyed reading through your Twitter thread 
from literally the idea. How have you sort of utilized your audience from the start? How did you then know that you're onto something here? When I got 200 emails, it was really, it was quite insane. Like I, I don't tweet that much, but I just, I don't know. I think that morning I was just feeling like, Hey, would other people want this? I just wanted to see if other people would want it. And I honestly didn't think it was going to be a course. I was just like, maybe I could sell this or sell consulting to someone or work with five big companies who are trying to like have the resources to spend on SEO. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to put it on my Twitter and then put a link to my blog, which you can email me if you're interested. And then I got like email, I'm looking at my inbox email, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Through the end of it, I think it was 200 to 250 emails about it. And at that point I was like, all right, that's clearly validated. So you, you weren't even going out to set a course. If you'd have got no bites, you would have just gone, oh, maybe not, maybe I can. No, yeah, if no one, yeah, if no one bid on that, then I don't think I would have. So, so now you've got validation and demand. There's people that clearly want this. What did you do then? I started thinking about what to do and weighing a lot of the options. I thought about maybe doing blog posts, doing YouTube video, doing the consulting thing, and then started just talking to friends and my business partner and about what we should do and how that could tie in with Starter Story and then how, how to plan. Uh, if we did do a course, how to time box it in the right way. And then I created a landing page for the course and I built like a little bit of features on Starter Story to, to handle that. And then I just emailed each person back and I just, sent them like a personal note, asked them about their business and then let them know that it's ready for pre-order. Over the course of two weeks, it sold like 10 to 20,000. And that was only from responding to emails and tweeting about the process of creating a course. So I didn't do any sort of anything else other than that. I love that. So, and how did you decide how to price it? It was originally at mm. 79 bucks for the pre-sale and then you changed it to 100 and now it's 129 how do you arrive on that first 79 bucks and were, were you just sending people that link that had emailed you yeah even though i got some advice that it should be priced lower i decided to price it at 129 and then do like pre-order discounts because i thought that the seo advice is a little bit a higher barrier to entry than for example building a twitter because you have to have a business and seo is something that is maybe a little bit more technically you're just further along in your business if you're thinking about it. And then also I wanted to price it in line with Starter Story prices because eventually we have a plan at Starter Story where you can have access to all courses. So I want to just be priced in line with that. My goal was never to maximize revenue or anything like that. Going back to what I said earlier is that I'm really excited to do this course thing on Starter Story and I won't just be creating courses, but there'll be like all the people we've interviewed will create their own courses and that sort of thing. So I just wanted to use this to kickstart it. And that's why I wanted to document on Twitter about the process of creating a course because I wanted to just like give back in some way. But if I made no money on the course or if I made way less, at least I would have gotten started with the, the feature on Starter Story. We've seen a, a big trend towards people building in public, sharing yeah. their numbers, sharing their progress, sharing what they're building, asking questions. How valuable has that been for you aside from just the, the sales you've got from it? Building in public has been, it's been great for marketing and for my own audience uh, and all that, but also it is what inspired me to start in the beginning. And that's Peter Levels was like my main inspiration. Mm. And he always had that open sharing. He kind of started the whole open startups movement and he shared like, an aggressive amount of information every day in a sea of Twitter people that are just not sharing anything or lying or, or covering up the truth. He would just say everything. So that was always my inspiration. And 
I always wanted to like pay it forward or, or like what inspired me, I want to inspire other people. So when people tell me that I inspire them, then that's like the best part. What's impressed me most about earning this money from the course is how quickly you then executed on creating the course. I do podcast editing for people who told me to do a podcasting course. And I think, oh, it's going to take me too long. And I I'd, I want to be a perfectionist over it. I want yeah. to spend months planning yeah. it and making sure the lessons are super highly produced. So how did you convince yourself to execute on it so quickly? I think it's a blessing and a curse is that I'm not a perfectionist and I'm not very calculated. I sometimes wish I was. I just more do things fast and break things and do them a little bit in a sloppy way. And sometimes I think if I was more calculated, if I could spend six months and really get this right and really nail it, maybe I could have a million dollar course launch. But I don't think it's always great to execute if that's you know, not your style. If you're a more uh, perfectionist or you like to take more time to do things, then go for it. Uh, I just want to get them done and get them done quickly and, and learn through the process and try to move as fast as possible. Would you go back and redo any of the course? And now you shot it and done, is that you're done with it now, move on to the next thing? You know what I learned is that, and I'll just be completely transparent, is the sales were so strong in the beginning because of people know who I am and they, they know about my SEO success and I've been uh, very transparent about my numbers. So I, I think I sold a lot of the courses in the pre-sales period and the launch has been good, but um, it hasn't, you know, it didn't like go from 20,000 to 40,000. But what I'm seeing is after a couple of days is that the sales are continuing to trickle in. Basically what I'm trying to say is that your launch doesn't matter. And this goes for any advice for indie hackers is like the product hunt launch or whatever is not going to make or break your business. It's all about what you're doing before and what you're doing after. Launch something small every day, even if it's a tweet. I interestingly got a, if you had a no audience, would it have gone as well? And I'll answer that. It's no, it wouldn't have gone as well if you didn't have an audience. But uh, a follow-up question to that was, where would you start if you were trying to build an audience for people that might want to build that up for themselves? I love Harry Dries and marketing examples. And I love the idea of writing, just write every day and share that with people and talk about what you're doing and um, just always keep creating just create every day i love that cool well pat thank you so much for joining it's been a, a great episode i'll make sure i leave links to the thread and the course and the show notes but we always end on three recommendations a podcast a book and an indie hacker to follow oh man okay book immediately comes to mind is deep work by cal newport podcast is indie hackers podcast obviously that's that was a game if i'm thinking of when i especially was inspired and then the an indie hacker is the last one i think yeah i, I would say harry dry i said peter levels earlier but that's obvious but harry dry that man is going to be a billionaire one day uh, i'd agree with you too he was on episode two of indie bite so make sure you go and listen to that one too pat thank you so much for joining really appreciate you joining me mate thanks man thank you for listening to the pod i really hope you enjoyed it if you've made it this far into the episode and you'd like to support the podcast i'm now offering a membership with ad-free episodes and extended conversations head to indiebytes.co slash membership to find out more as always links to what we discussed are in the show notes see you in the next one